0: You know when I was in high school I had this really mean teacher a mm-hmm. uh, pottery teacher that hated me and I would come into class every morning and she'd do roll call and she'd say you know Mr. Burton I'd be like here and she goes you know what Mr. Burton you will never ever make a mediocre ceviche in your life well guess what <laughs> guess what pottery teach I did it
1: and it was amazing I
0: did it it was good it was, it, was it was good.
1: It was great.
0: I think if I, it's one of those things where, uh, so for the 4th of July, uh, I ripped off a recipe from Binging with Babish.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it's not ripping off if he just puts the recipe out there. No, I at think all that's much. just using a recipe a chef provides. Um, and he had a really uh, fun recipe for ceviche uh, involved grilling shrimp and pineapple and poblano peppers uh, on the grill.
1: And mango. You added mango. Well, yes,
0: but the mango doesn't go on the grill.
1: Oh, sorry. Yes. Did you already say pineapple?
0: I did. Okay. Yes. Uh, So, got to use the grill and super easy grilling stuff, too. Not, like, super fatty. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, turned out awesome. Got to grill it up and uh, took off all the charred skin off the poblanos, you know, chopped everything up, got the mango in there, of course, added a few spices. And, uh, yeah, it was real good.
2: It was delicious. It,
0: it achieved what I wanted. It was a cool, refreshing treat on a hot summer day. Yes. You know. Um, so, yeah, that was, I felt good about that.
1: You should. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Ah, I'm glad. Myself I, included.
0: Yeah, I had a few bites and it was awesome. Yeah. You should,
1: I think, all those things would be really good on a skewer. Like. Totally. what Ellen was saying.
0: Yep. A skewer would be good. I was even talking to Juna about maybe doing a, a Asian fusion style. Ooh. or I think I talked to you about yeah. about that with you, too, of doing that over a bed of rice, mm, and then either mm-hmm. doing some teriyaki or soy or both over top, kind of to do some umami in there.
1: Yeah, that'd be real good. Yeah,
0: because I mean, the teriyaki, I'm worried it would be too much sweetness, but I love yeah. teriyaki on pineapple, so I think it'd work.
1: I think it'd be fine. Yeah. 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 All so. that mixes well in an Asian dish, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so that was fun, and... Welcome to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is a podcast where we uh, do the minimal amount of research into kind of a pop culture subject. And we talk about it because we enjoy talking to each other. And it's fun. Yeah, and you can listen if you want. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was actually uh, I was talking to a friend on the fourth about the podcast. He's like, "That's so cool!" And he's like, uh, "You know, I hear so many podcasts quit after like six episodes."
1: Oh, really? Yeah, and he Wonder says. Why?
0: Yeah, he says I'm sure it's because they don't like they don't automatically have, you know, ten thousand downloads. And I told him like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, we don't have that problem because we know we're, <laughs> we don't do it for the subscribers. We love that our friends." listen and interact when they do and come and guest on the podcast Mm -hmm. that is fantastic but as long as i you know get to spend my hour and a half you know with you just talking about meaningless bullshit it is a uh, incredible escape
1: time well spent
0: yes yes totally so uh how are you doing
1: good good yeah just got back from lunch with the girls that I used to work with, which mm-hmm. was amazing. Nice. Uh, two of them actually just subscribed, so thank you, oh, ladies. Oh, that's sweet. If they're listening.
0: Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> to Life Well Spent. <laughs> ladies.
1: Thank you, Cassidy. Thank you, Allie.
0: Hey, thanks, guys.
1: Um, No, doing good. I'm, I'm getting back into the, the swing of things, you know, mm-hmm. trip back in Iowa to celebrate my grandpa's retirement after 61 years in the painting business yeah. and turning 80 years old, which is massive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. Um yeah plenty of family time and uh got to come back here and plenty
0: of humidity i hear plenty of humidity yeah midwest baby what are you gonna do
1: like you just don't do your hair or your makeup ladies (laughs) it's just gonna melt off of you Mm -hmm. um no it was was definitely a lot of fun a lot of good quality time um grandpa had a great time at his party and my mom and her sisters definitely uh went big this so. yeah
0: as they are one to do
1: that yes
0: but,
2: they
1: definitely like to uh to celebrate their parents any way they can yeah they're, they're fantastic people so yeah yeah it yeah. was a ton of fun uh road tripped back with mom and my sister and mm-hmm. nephew and niece and of course cash um and cash actually surprisingly did better than i thought that's great i mean i thought he was going to complain like are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet? he was perfect
0: that's phenomenal. Yeah. Because you were planning on flying back, but I it would was. just be you and Cash, and the flight out there was really challenging.
1: Very stressful.
0: Yeah. So you decided, you know what, I'll just ride back with family. I think that was obviously worked out better. Great instincts.
1: Yeah. Definitely a great time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So now just getting back into the everyday thing. You know, it's funny because when you go on vacation, you tend to like just forget about your responsibilities responsibilities at home. And, right. Uh, it's, it was a nice little getaway, and then of course coming back now, it's like, all right, time to focus. Got to get my real estate license. Got to, you know. Yeah. Gun ho yep. and just hunker down and do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great, but of course we're missing Cash this week. He's with the your parents. Your, yeah, your mom's son. Yeah. Dad.
2: Yeah.
0: He's uh, he's out of town. Uh, this is a, a typical. Uh, event for him mm-hmm. is uh for like the week of the fourth he'll go with my mom and stepdad loves it has a great time every year mm-hmm. uh you know and of course we'd love to have him for the fourth <clears throat> but we know he's he has such a blast out there he gets spoiled
2: he
1: to- totally does yeah, yeah might
0: as might as well let him get out there and get some really solid uh nana and papa dean time so
1: yeah and anytime that they you know have some free time they want him so i want them to have as much time with them as they can
0: yeah yeah that uh that time with Uh, family is important, Mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, it's been good. But uh, tell me about what horny thing you've been into. lately.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Funny that you started that way. Uh, Okay, so for anybody who owns Netflix, there's this show called Sex Life. And I started watching it, what was it, two days ago at like seven o'clock. I thought, you know what, I've heard so much about this show. Let me just try it out. That got me hooked. Yeah. I flew through the first season, and one night, I didn't go to bed until one thirty in the morning.
0: 1.30? One thirty. Terrifying. I know. I... But I
1: was so involved, I was not tired at all. I'm like, I gotta know what happens next. I gotta know. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's kind of like Sex in the City meets uh, Fifty Shades of Grey meets... I don't know, some type of like family matters. I don't know. Huh. Um, Interesting. So, Yeah, basically this this woman uh, is married to a very wealthy man. He's a great husband, very sweet to his kids. I mean, she's got a boy and a girl, so she's kind of have the stay-at-home mom life right now in the suburbs, and she kind of is reminiscing about her time when she was younger with her best friend and they kind of like tore up New York City. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very big party girls, they're very in their crazy days, and she starts thinking about her old boyfriend who she still kind of lusts after. They were together for a while and went through a lot of stuff together. Um, But she can't stop thinking about him Mm. because her love life with her husband right now is kind of plain because he kind of just comes, like he, he works really hard at his firm and he comes home and he just doesn't really like touch her in, in any sexual way anymore because he's so busy and with the kids and mm. I mean he'll he'll kiss her but you you could just tell that there's no like passion there. Spark right? is gone. Spark is gone. Got it. So she starts reminiscing about her old sex life with this guy who is apparently an amazing partner in the bed. And she kind of starts swimming in dangerous waters with it Mm. and, uh, somehow gets to talking to him via text and through her friend. And, um, so then she starts to journal about it and about the times that she's had with him in very, uh, crazy detail. And her husband reads it. And so of course he's, he seems very upset about it, but the Mm -hmm. way that he dealt with it was oh, well, this is what my wife wants. So he tries to recreate the same sex mm. sexual experiences that she had with this mm-hmm. other guy mm-hmm. um, to help fulfill her needs. And so you're thinking like, okay, I feel like not every guy would do that. Usually they'd get really upset and uncomfortable and they would like fight or talk about it or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's almost a clinical way of interpreting that information. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's like a big breach of trust for him to read her journal like for that. For sure, yeah. um, But interesting that he's like, oh, I got the playbook here, which... Right. Like, I... I think that wouldn't work, which I believe you're going to tell me whether or not that actually works.
1: I think it, it did at the beginning, because yeah. she's realizing, like, oh, you know, I just need to tell him what I like, and he'll do it. Okay, right? Uh, yeah. which, And so, like, I mean, like you said, uh, playbook. I mean, he is following it to the T, yeah. and she has, like, a really awesome night with him, and then it just kind of, like fizzles out right like it doesn't really stick so then she's back to square one again where she starts thinking about her ex-boyfriend and Mm. um you know so their marriage kind of gets tempted in different ways so obviously she's pining over her ex and her ex apparently wants to get back together with her and this is like eight years after they broke up right Wow, yeah so he basically says like I'm still in love with you and I'm so sorry like I don't know why I, I ended this we need to get back together um and then he has a, a tempting situation at work where his boss is kind of pining after him. And um, she kind of says, like, well, I'm an option for you. Like, I can tell that you're having issues with your wife. And um, she's like, if you decide, she's like, I'm not a homewrecker. But if you feel like you're more happy being around me than you are with her, like, this option is open. Right?
2: Huh.
1: Um so he's, he starts thinking about that, like, that's maybe I do need to, right? That's an interesting presentation.
0: Right? Because that's still, like, that's still not... Still trying to break up cool, a That's not cool, but yeah.
1: Like, they have two kids together. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's getting tempted. So they're... The whole season is like, is she or isn't she going to, like, leave her husband? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they try things towards the end that... Um, try to spice it up a little bit like one time they went to a sex party because their friends knows about their tr- their troubles right now and that they're going through a hard time so they're like maybe you just need to like spice it up a little bit between you two it's something that you both have never done and so they take him to the sex party and so then like you know the husband's starting to kind of get into it she's kind of getting into it and then mm. people start to like watch them and she gets uncomfortable oh and he's like it's fine it's fine like let's do this it's fun you know and and she's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not comfortable. Like, let's just go home and take this home, you know? Um, so then he's completely naked. And then her friend comes up, the one that brought him to the party and <laughs> kind of gets on her knees and is like, let's finish, th- like, let's get you guys going in front of her husband. Oh. And she's looking at her husband, like almost in tears. And oh. he's sitting there looking at her and it was almost like a, I'm going to get you back for pining over your ex type oh, thing. Yeah. So he's like, do it. And oh. so she ends up, you know, going down on him. Wow. In front of his wife. And his wife is like, as soon as it's done, I mean, she's very upset. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he realizes like, that was not a good choice, yeah. obviously, you know? Um, so that, that creates turmoil. And I don't know. I think, uh, it goes through their whole relationship, and it was up and down, up and down, and it's just, like, super dramatic, and, like, it just catches you and, like, reels you in the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, I was kind of disappointed with the ending. Really? I was... Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I was very disappointed in um, the main character.
0: <laughs> I, I know you said that the ending seems to set up a potential sequels, uh, Yes. A, a series... Uh, season Second two. Second season
1: two, yeah.
0: Uh, do you think that that is why it disappointed you is because they made a deliberate choice to keep things open up where you wanted the character to have some sort of closure that wasn't given? I mean
1: no because i think it it upset me because towards the end it's like they did close it yeah and then she made another decision yeah
0: and then open it back up Opened for it back up two. and i'm i'm thinking yeah, like yeah.
1: you went through this whole thing and you came to a conclusion and now you're coming back on it yeah. like yeah what just happened, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and this guy that she's uh, pining for just wasn't, I guess, good for her in the past and breakups and getting back together and, yeah, it just, just a whirlwind. Yeah. And it was amazing. And so, like, I was not tired even going to bed afterwards. My mind was like, oh, my God.
0: (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't wake me up just be like, baby, they did this and this. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I feel like when you're asleep, you really, like... Let me sleep. Yeah. So I'm sure you're thinking like, oh, I'm sure he just wants to sleep. But.
1: Right, right. If you had
0: woken me up to like, try to talk to me about that stuff, you know, I would have tried to listen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then I
1: thought, well, I don't know if you took a melatonin, so I don't want to like have you be half awake trying to talk to me and Mm. try to be sleeping.
0: Might actually do an interesting conversation. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: But yeah, super interesting. Highly recommended. If you don't mind a raunchy, like romantic dramedy, I guess. Is what well, I don't There know. was
0: elements of comedy in there,
1: Dr- dramedy, drama.
0: romantic drama, drama. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, was there? I mean, I guess I'm sure there was. Certain
0: uh, yeah, in it. you got to throw a romantic drama in there. Yeah. Yeah. Ah uh, man, stuff with infidelity in media uh, mm-hmm. scares me. It, it it bums me out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching a movie years ago with Natalie Portman and uh, oh, just a bunch of other big hitters. Where basically just everybody cheats on everybody else and they'll be like with a partner and they'll cheat on them and they'll go to the other person that they were, that was the cheat, cheat? the person they cheated with oh. and they'll form a relationship afterwards. But then they end up just cheating again. Oh, um, yeah. of course I can't remember the name. Uh, Natalie Portman, I believe was a stripper in that, mo- in that movie. Hmm. Uh, maybe Julia Roberts, uh, uh, Gosh, guy, not Guy Pierce. Anyways, that one always bummed me out because it's like, why is everybody like, what? Nobody's happy in their relationship. Yeah, that's not. It's not nice to cheat. No. Like, yeah, and I mean, of course, in this one, it seems like they maybe had uh, potential to like open up their relationship. Which, if if anybody wants to open up their relationship, that's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, at least then there's honesty and it's the, it's the deception. I think the purposeful deception, yeah. uh, that just gives me the willies.
1: Well, and it's, it was one thing cause it's like, okay, she just misses the feeling of like when you sleep with somebody new and like, it's mm. exciting and felt dangerous or whatever, yeah. lusting after that person. So it's like, she missed that feeling, but instead of talking to her husband about it, and figuring out a solution, Uh it was like, I'm going to journal about it, and pine after my ex-boyfriend, and see what happens there, as opposed to saying, like, honey, I think we need to spice things up some bit, because, like, she has a whole package in this guy, like, this whole guy, like, I mean, an amazing husband, Mm -hmm. gives her everything she wants, has this immaculate house, two beautiful kids, he's a great dad, you know, Mm. like, big career, puts her first, like... Anything you could ever imagine that you want your husband to be is yeah. this guy. Like, super sweet guy. And instead, she's, like, having a midlife crisis and kind yeah. of re- trying, to, wanting to relive her 20s.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and she because she feels like she, like, lost who that person was because she's now, like, a suburban mom.
0: Boy, just a little bit of communication, you know? Well, I
1: think it's, it's just, it, takes. it was a good lesson to say, you know what, even though you are a mom, like... Yes, we grow and we mature, but you don't have to completely lose who you are. Yes. A hundred percent, you know, you could still go out, have fun with the girls, do things that you want to do, you know, do certain hobbies, whatever it might be and spice up your sex life with your spouse.
0: Totally. You yeah. know,
1: like communication people, mm. <laughs> you know, but yes, yeah, so you kind of get, you just get upset with her yeah. during this whole thing. but. Yeah, I don't know. It was relatable in the fact that, like, you know, I'm a mom, she's a mom. I I get that you want to, like, try and go back and relive some of your glory days. But at the same time, like, this girl is a lot crazier than I was in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'd want to relive her 20s. But, uh, yeah, it was just really, really fun series to watch. Good. Yeah. But uh, what have you been up to? What have you been into, I guess?
0: Boy, so... Mine is a lot less horny, <laughs> ironically, because, uh, so, uh, in my video gaming time, yeah, uh, I'm just playing, like, Japanese stuff. Mm. Not to say that all Japanese media is horny, but I think a lot of times Japanese media can have a very strong element of horniness.
1: They do elevate their characters a lot. Yes. You know? Yeah,
0: whether it's for mature audience or even, like, you know, there's anime that's like rated TV fourteen in mm-hmm. the states that'll still be like super horny, like just yeah, a lot of well endowed female characters. Typically, is the is the trope, yeah, and a well earned trope. Um, but uh, this one, it's uh, there are some some horny points, but uh, so the one that I've been playing most of is still Persona five. I think mm-hmm. I talked about that a few episodes ago. Um, I played a little bit years ago. I enjoyed it I just you know with my ADD brain I got caught up on the next thing Mm -hmm. and so I stopped playing it I've been playing it again and I got past the point that that I was at originally and now I'm in brand new territory okay just uh recruited a new character that Mm -hmm. I hadn't recruited in the past so it's been uh uh super fun and yeah I'm thinking the horniest that it gets so far Mm -hmm. uh one there's a there's a character named uh, Anna uh Takamake or On On Takamake
1: That's a fun name.
0: She yeah, she's cool. Um uh very white girl looking. Okay. And uh, her like alter ego when she's like fighting uh, bad guys in this game is she's a panther so she's got this red latex jumpsuit.
2: Mm. Um
0: I think it show yeah, shows a decent amount of cleavage. Like, just very form-fitting, very sexy. Right. Um, and then also, a really interesting side plot is, uh, it turns out your teacher, like, like a lot of teachers out there, she's got a side hustle, mm-hmm. because teachers don't get paid nearly enough. We all know it. Pay
1: them teachers. Yes.
0: Um, so, she, as a side hustle, works for, like, a maid service, mm. but it's a...
1: Like a, a topless maid service Not or something? Not necessarily... Uh, close, oh, yes.
0: Okay. So, she dresses like a very sexy maid. Mm-hmm. And since uh, my character that I'm playing is a high schooler, like, yeah. there's no sexual activity there, which right. is good, because that would be gross. Uh, weird, yeah. Yes. Um, so far, that's about as sexy as it gets, and it's like, it's perfect. There's like little kind of, you know, horny things here and there, um, but honestly, I've really been digging the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're... It a lot of times I'm I feel like I'm playing like a there's games that are just straight up reading like uh, uh, Hatful Boyfriend is one where dating sims is kind mm-hmm. of well known for this where it's just a lot of reading and you make dialogue choices that affect your relationships with characters. Okay. So Hatful Boyfriend, if if that's right, is one where you're dating birds. What? Uh, there's another one, a uh, uh, Dream Daddy, I believe, dating simulator. Uh huh. Um, that was done by the Game Grumps guys, and that's where you play a uh, uh, dad and your daughter is trying to set you up with other daddies in the neighborhood. It's um, <laughs> very sweet. Uh, so this one has those elements, has kind of dating sim elements, has right. high school sim elements. Um, and the the narrative and the, the interpersonal uh, connections with these other characters is really... It's really been endearing so far. I okay. really enjoyed nice. it. The other one that I started playing is Scarlet Nexus. Just came out about a week ago or so. Hmm. Came out on PS5, I believe, PS4 as well. Mm-hmm. And that one is a ton of fun. Uh, it is very uh, anime style, uh, where the character designs, the cutscenes, stuff like that. And uh, But it's more of a straight-up action RPG, <laughs> as opposed to this one is turn-based combat. Uh, Persona 5, that is. Turn-based uh, what does turn-based mean? Turn-based is, uh, it's kind of like playing a D&D campaign where you say, I'm going to do this, and then the next character goes, and then the bad guys go, and then the next oh, character okay. goes. So everybody gets their turn. Okay. Uh, Scarlet Nexus is an uh, action RPG. So everything is done in real time. You're running around the map. And uh, the cool thing is, uh, the character I'm playing has these telekinetic powers, so you just like you pull like garbage cans and hit the enemy, and then that'll <laughs> open you up to hit him with your sword, okay. and then you hit him again with another trash can. And uh, it's it's got a good tactile feel because it uses the haptic feedback, I believe, is what it's called on the uh, the R two and L two on the PS five controller. Uh-huh. This the PS five controller is hands down the best quote unquote gimmicky controller I've ever played. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to do this for years. <clears throat> um, uh, I believe on the PS. Three or PS Four, they introduced motion controls with the controller, where you just move the controller up, down, left, right. And it would sense it, and it didn't mm. work super well. Um, there's a pad in the center that still is on the PS Five, where they were like, you can draw and do stuff. There, oh, there is still that there, but that was fine. Mm-hmm. But the the haptic feedback <clears throat> on the triggers is so well executed, and uh, it, it's it's fairly minimal in this game, but just It's just got such a good feel. Yeah, it's really been fantastic to play with. So, yeah, I've been uh, deep in Japan gaming media, Mm -hmm. and that's been uh, really great. Uh, Trying to think of anything. Haven't been really watching any animes or anything. Oh, I uh, I did watch America the Motion Picture that came out on Netflix. You watched part of that, but you were also napping. I was. Uh, Really dumb. Really fun. Uh, same guys that did like the Lego movies, I believe uh, some creators of Archer, mm,
2: uh, or that, or now. the creative
0: team was involved as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, it just uh if you're just looking for something to kind of giggle at a little bit for uh, 120 minutes max. I don't even think it's that long. Uh, it's very silly, very over the top. Definitely a different uh, take on our history. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems like the angle they were going with was. Bro, history. Yeah. Like what if just the dumbest frat boy had to write and not read a single book? Yeah. But had to write uh, about what he thought American history and how the American Revolution went. Yeah. He'd write this, and that's it's perfectly you to describe it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's stupid and beautiful. So, <laughs> uh, and of course, it's got uh, Jason Manzucas, I'm a big uh, Zooks fan.
1: And Channing Tatum. Channing Ta- George Washington. Oh yeah.
0: Channing Tatum. I mean, it's got it's got a loaded cast. Uh, yeah, Olivia Munn's in there. But uh, that one I I highly recommend because it's it's pretty quick, mm-hmm. but it's uh, very light, very breezy, very I think very funny. Um, yeah, especially nowadays. Like if that was made 20 years ago, there'd be a ton of gay panic. There's not a lot of gay panic in there. I don't think uh, they kind of nod and wink to you know how these white men that started america were slave owners and racists and things like right. that and they uh oh and um killer mike from run the jewels yeah uh he plays a character and a he's, he's right? hilarious yeah and of course they all assume that his name is smith because he's a blacksmith and mm-hmm.
1: that was a funny bit between the two y-
0: yucks are had yeah. yeah it's it's a great time so yeah definitely check that out yeah. um yeah Yeah, you won't be disappointed. It's not going to take... Even if you don't really love it, it doesn't take forever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But uh, what are we going to talk about this week? You know what? Well,
1: you need to introduce our month.
0: Yep. I didn't introduce it last week because we had amazing guests, Mitch and Tara, on. We had donuts. It was so nice.
1: I'm so sad I missed that episode. I love donuts.
0: Yeah. uh, We talked about doing a, a... a rematch with Lamar's versus Donut House. Yep. So of course we'll have you on that one. You can have some donuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So for June, I'm sorry, July. <laughs> we oh are, yeah. We're gonna do July to me.
2: Mm-hmm. I like that. Do line. you
0: guys get it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're just basically looking at, uh, you know, if there's media, the central conceit will be that somebody is lying, uh, the act of lying. Uh, yeah. You get it. You friggin' get yeah, it, no, okay? No. <laughs> get off my back. You get it. So, uh, wife so, was I, nice enough to step up and take the first round. Yeah. What are we What are we talking about today?
1: So I thought we can kind of go to the basics of lying, and uh, I looked up how do you know that somebody's lying to you. Now, granted, this is very. Uh, oh, he said it earlier. Um,
0: oh, uh, uh, almost like a soft science. Yeah. Uh, it's It's not hard fact like. Um, yeah, if, if, uh, if a police officer was interrogating a suspect and they did a certain thing that maybe people say that, oh, they're lying. You can't, it's not admissible in court. It's not right. hard fact. It is, uh, interpretation.
1: Thank you. My understanding interpretation.
0: is interpretation of, uh, body... Uh, images or or body language. Yep. Yep. Uh, supposedly. Voice inflections. Yeah. Supposedly like unconscious things that the liar is doing. Yeah. I mean, to my knowledge, you can't even use a lie detector as admissible in court anymore because oh, really? they've been found to be faulty. Interesting. Yeah. There's things you can do to cheat them, or they Crazy. just don't. Uh, uh, sometimes they don't interpret correctly. So.
1: Oh, I could have done that. How do you cheat a lie detector? That'd be fun. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen <laughs> some
0: stuff. That's a good time. There's some YouTube videos out there. Nice. They're a lot nice. of fun, but yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, mm-hmm. I
1: saw some uh, articles. One was like from time.com. There was another uh, video on YouTube from Wired about a former FBI agent uh, explains how to detect lying and deception. Hmm. Uh, so I just kind of gathered a bunch of facts from that. Um, but before I kind of get into it, honey, I wanted to s- give you an opportunity to lie to me. Okay. Okay. So I want you to tell me a lie about our first date.
0: Okay. And I'm going to kind of move around to try and uh, make sure you guys can still pick up the audio, but still talk to you. So hopefully this works. Okay. All right. So our first date, uh, you picked me up and we went to uh, the Fort Collins library Mm -hmm. uh, because you know I love to read. And we just kind of walked around. Uh, I hadn't really been to that library uh, in the past,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so it was really nice. Uh, I I was living in Fort Collins at the time. You were as well, uh, and yeah, so we walked around. Uh, I think you got a what are those called? Uh, card, a, a library card. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think it was a. Uh, you had a other library cards, but this was your first one at the Fort Collins Library. So uh, we checked out a couple books. I don't i don't remember what you checked out i of course got some fantasy book um i think you might have either did like self-help or uh maybe business i don't know i don't remember what it was anyways so after that uh we went and got gelato Mm uh i believe that was out at centera and uh think you got like a pistachio one i you know me i'd go for like fruity flavors so i probably went with like a strawberry a peach something like that and then we went and saw a movie and uh, i wanted to we we hadn't become the couple that we are now where any big dumb action movie comes out we go see it mm-hmm. so, and i wanted to to Go see something that I thought you would like. So I think we went with just like some romantic comedy. Probably Matthew McConaughey vehicle. You know, there might have been a Reese Witherspoon in there. I don't really remember. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, I dropped you. No, I'm sorry. You picked me up. So you dropped me off in my apartment. And we did have a little kiss, a little smooch. (laughs) It was very pleasant. It was very nice.
2: Uh
0: And that was it.
1: All right. Okay. Uh, I feel like I should tell the audience, though, that I did prompt you before. Yes. And you told you me a couple I,
0: days ago that I would need to lie about our first date.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, I want. I just want to tell you what I've observed during your lie.
0: Please. Okay. Please tell me what you've observed <laughs> about my impeccable <laughs> from, lying.
1: From what I uh, have gathered,
0: yeah.
1: uh, there was a lot of ums and uhs in there.
0: I yeah. never say
1: those. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of grooming, in a way, so like oh yeah then I your hand was yeah. kind of <laughs> playing with your shirt.
0: Uh-huh. I was actually playing with some chest hairs. Thank oh, okay. you very much. <laughs> I have those.
1: Uh you did big hand mov- movements with your uh less dominant hand.
0: Oh, did I? You did? Huh.
1: And uh there was a, a point where you said when you talked to me about um I got pistachio ice cream you shook your head no.
0: Did
2: I really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> huh. And uh, I think usually, well, no, this isn't really out of the ordinary because usually, like, look me in the eye when you talk to me, anyway. So, because I got a lot of eye contact, and sometimes they say, when you give a a bunch of eye contact, then
0: yeah, if you were a stranger, I'd probably be looking everywhere else. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that was like the main ones that I saw for body language of being a liar. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you did smirk. So I guess.
0: I'm a smirky boy. What are you gonna do? Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's so a good job on the lie, honey.
0: Thank you. This is why I never lie to you.
1: I, I wonder if I should have just like sprung it on you to see the difference that it would have made. You
0: know, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But hey, uh, armchair quarterback. Like, I didn't want to catch you is, off yeah.
1: guard and be like, make up a date right now. Because you're good at ad- ad-libbing and stuff, so. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, so I watching this, uh, this YouTube video, uh, the FBI agent basically said, that when you lie, it's almost like a fight or flight situation, right? Mm. So your salivation tends to decrease, so you, you kind of constantly want water, oh. right? Uh, there's an increase in adrenaline, obviously. Yeah. Um, increase in fidgets, like your your hand was kind of yeah. going right, and the you tend to groom. So like if I was lying, I might be playing with my hair or yeah, you know, fidgeting with my my dress or, uh, you know,
0: uh, sorry, just to interrupt. Uh, I used to work at a, at a big box media store. We're not sponsored by anybody. Best Buy. I worked at Best (laughs) Buy. Okay. Uh, and I would work, uh, loss prevention, basically Mm -hmm. where you sit at the front of the store, you greet people as they come in, you say thank you as they go out and, uh, just kind of keep an eye on the store and you've got a monitor in front you, in front of you with different cameras that you can switch up to different camera feeds.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so if somebody's like, "Hey, this person's acting a little funky. Keep an eye on them You know, I would kind of follow them via the camera to see right. see how they're acting. And the grooming and the fidgeting one was one that kind of they told us like, especially like guys if you're like kind of touching Grabbing. your junk a lot. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Uh, that's a fairly common one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think the like drinking a lot was a another indicator for us to keep an eye out for so yeah. it, it's fun that you're talking about this because I mean you, you know, start thinking about stealing past. and lying are essentially More yeah the same yeah
1: for sure yeah, yeah. Um, oh so your body kind of goes into a stay and fight or run away right so since, yeah. so say you're you know caught in a lie you can't run away so you're gonna be fidgeting, fidgeting with your hands adjusting your clothes grooming yourself
0: uh, Do when, you th- Go ahead. ahead. Do you think that, so you're saying like stay and fight or flight. Do you think that the flight instinct could be somebody becoming incredibly defensive and trying to like yell their way out of the conversation? Could that be interpreted as a flight maneuver?
1: Yeah. Oh. For sure. Yeah. Um, apparently when you're preparing to lie, sometimes there's like gross body movements is what he called it. So for instance, uh, Touching your butthole? No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, so there was like a, I don't know this this gal, gal Jodi Arias she was uh, convicted I think of um, murdering her boyfriend or ex boyfriend or something. Yeah, young gal. That name is
0: incredibly familiar. I think it, we
1: watched a documentary on it. On
0: yeah, Netflix. Uh, Utah, I think. Yeah, like yeah, she, her, went out to Utah. Her boyfriend was a uh, a Mormon, and they they had a lot of like kind of. Never mind. I, it, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, for any murders like that go to last podcast on the left they did an amazing <laughs> job I think they did like a two part series on Jody Arias that was very fascinating
1: yeah. So during her interrogation, when the cops were out of the room, she, there was a a moment where she got up and did a handstand.
2: Yeah. And that yeah. was to help
1: her like release the energy. Wasn't
0: she singing too? Yeah. Crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. So that's like the oh. gross body movements that he's talking. It's about. It's like
0: I can't just sit here in my lie. I've got to do something. She's big got to and dumb. release the
1: energy. Wow. Right? Yeah.
0: The handstand was weird.
1: It was very weird, and she she did I think play with her hair a bunch and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Uh, he said that there's cognitive complexity, so they only answer when um, answer using what they hear and see, uh, but not necessarily what they smell, their interaction with other people, etc. So mm. if you're asking questions, it's going to be very short answers of things that they hear or saw. Yeah. You know, um, not very detailed.
0: Of course, when we were talking about a first date, I didn't talk about how you smelled or.
1: But normally, would you have? Would you have? I think
0: possibly. Granted, you. you oh man, I, I was talking to somebody about this. They were talking. Oh, uh, it was actually your sister. She was talking about how she would rather wear men's cologne than women's perfume because perfume. she doesn't like the smell of perfume. <laughs> and you just you don't really wear wear perfume. So I think if you did, I would probably comment on like, oh yeah, you, you're you're wearing your typical perfume or you were wearing a different mm, perfume back that's then. That's true. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the only senses I can think of were like sight. Yeah. When I was lying, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and they say that people will answer questions on a shallow level, where mm. they were, who they're with. But if you ask like, "What did you do with that person?" or "What did you watch on TV?" "Who won the football game?" Their answers tend to fall apart, because then they're like, "Oh shoot, if I lie on this, yeah. Like, oh, you watched a football game with your friend Mike. Like, who won?" Mm. Uh, uh, you know, and you.
0: Well, especially if you got Mike in the other room, you know, and he's being asked the same questions, yeah. and then you're like, oh yeah, I watched Bill's Jets, and he's like, we watched Broncos, Dolphins, or whatever. Right. Then, yeah.
1: Then so you start to get the specifics, and they start to fidget more and like freak out a little bit. Wow. Uh, Interesting. There was perception management, so subject behaves in a way they think the interviewer would expect them to behave. So, for instance, if they are mm. being interviewed, they might sit super still. Uh, when they would normally kind of move around a little bit.
2: Hmm. So okay.
1: they showed a video of like, yeah, a guy basically being interrogated and you see the police officer kind of moving around cause they sped up the video. Um, and he's a little relaxed and, you know, leaning on his hand, things like that. The guy that he's interviewing did not move a muscle. Really? And it was like 20 minutes probably of interrogation where he's just like stone face, like not even moving his hands. Like just, I'm sure inside, internally, he's like having a hard time breathing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know?
0: You know, whenever I'm pulled over though, I have the exact same response. And I, it's, at most it's speeding. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll openly acknowledge like, yeah, I was speeding, Right. I, you know, I'm sorry.
1: Or I think I was probably going, like, six over or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I like, I will just sit still. Mm-hmm. Like, w- weirdly still. Weirdly still for me. So, that right. that makes sense.
1: Because you're not in a relaxed yeah. environment, right? Yeah. Um, so, there's, like, verbal indications. Saying things like, like, sort of, kind of, um, uh,
2: mm-hmm. well, I started
1: to, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, there are nonverbal which is changes in body movements and behavior. So when they start out very calm but later get nervous or due to stress of lying, their movements uh, change to being fidgety, Mm -hmm. swallowing hard, scratching, adjusting their clothing, legs are shaking. So a lot of the times they talk about... (laughs) A lot of times they talk about, oh, when they sit down a person for an interview... Um, they ask them questions that are truthful. Where did you grow up? Who are your parents? Uh, How many siblings do you have? Things like that that they're going to answer truthfully, right? Um, And they pay attention to their bodily movements, how they're speaking when they're doing that, and before they even get into. So they kind of have a baseline as to how this person is going to talk normally. And granted, you know, when you're in a, a nervous environment, they might act a little nervous, more like fidgety than they normally would even if they are speaking the truth so a lot of this is just like case by case basis but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh they also have non-linguistic verbal indications of deceptions uh which could be pace of talking change in pitch stress um can make your voice go up Mm -hmm. and it kind of when i read that it reminded me of of cash and now it makes me realize like he probably didn't have fun when i asked him if he had fun because at the (laughs) mall of america and we did the tower of doom where you go really high up and then they drop you a couple times, you know. Uh, when my dad and I asked him, like, the first drop, and we looked at him and we said, Was that fun? He very high pitched, <laughs> yeah, a lot
2: of fun, you know, <laughs>
1: uh, which I'm sure he was just terrified, but he didn't want to show it. So, well, and
0: that, yeah, and also could have just been a tentative adrenaline going through him. For so, yeah, sure. yeah, for yeah. sure,
1: yeah. Um, but they had gone over like the Scott Peterson. Um, case, right? Hmm. Uh, he's being interrogated after his missing pregnant wife, Oh, Casey. that's the Frederick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I should have known when you said Scott Peterson with a knowing look at me, because you were like really into that case. And
1: oh, the are. one here? No, I'm sorry. This is a different one.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind.
1: Similar, but yeah. Um, so he had indications of deceptions. Apparently he rambled on after being asked what, what did he, or when did he realize he was going to go fishing that morning? Yeah. Uh, he said it was a morning decision whether to play golf at the club or go fishing. It was too cold to play golf, so he might as well go fishing. And he kind of just like rambled on about
0: like a bad job nonsense. interview. Yeah, yeah. I hate when you catch yourself rambling in a job interview because then
1: you don't know how to stop. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: and that's it. That's it. I'm just <laughs> stop get it done. so awkwardly.
1: Uh, apparently, they went over like uh, President Nixon, uh, so with his infamous "I'm not a crook" yeah. speech, right? Yeah. Um, the FBI agent said, you know, with Nixon, he said, and I think, too, that I can say that in my public life, I welcome this kind of examination. He said he was so nervous to say that statement that he had to get the courage by adding in, and I think, too, that I can say, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to add stuff.
0: Yeah, weird extra words in there. Yeah. supposed to saying, and...
1: Just to say it blatantly, right? Yeah,
0: and I'm... I'm uh, uh, excited about this uh, additional examination in my personal life or
1: whatever it might be yeah you can
0: really Uh, cut that
1: he said the pace increases in his speech throughout and his hands were moving a bunch on the side of the podium which they had showed um in the bill clinton case we all know accused of having sexual relations with monica Lewinsky, he denied it and for him he said i want to say something to the american people i want you to listen to me I'm going to say this again. Yeah. And he said he did three statements to set up what he wanted to say instead of just stating it. Yeah. He said when you are telling facts, you simply have to state them. Yeah. When you are telling a lie, you have to convince the people that what you're about to say is the truth. Mm. So President Clinton, he said, chose very choice words. He said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, yeah. which distances himself from her by not saying her he name. He does ha-
0: say her name after that, though. But does the he? initial statement. The initial you're, statement. Yeah, the, of course. That, yeah. Because, yeah, he says, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. Like, there's a pause. So, yeah, that's I fascinating. I didn't say
1: that in there. I, uh, or, or I didn't you know, the I, could maybe,
0: be, I could be misremembering, but I thought I'll that was the case. I'll have to watch the whole thing again. Yeah. But. Uh, remember that movie, uh, Captain Phillips, with... Uh, tom hanks yes where he's piloting the boat and the, it gets taken over by pirates mm-hmm. remember that scene where the guy he's like look at me look at me yes. i'm the captain now can you imagine if he's like look at me i want to say something to you <laughs> i want to say it right now i'm gonna say it and you're gonna hear me
1: and this is the truth
0: i want you to hear what i say to you as i say it to you <laughs> i am the captain now
1: he does not just this, this guy me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now we know just set something up yeah. just yeah Gotta get the courage. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest.
0: Yeah. Ooh. By the way, sorry. Uh, We were at uh, the Greeley Stampede uh, on the Fourth of July for a little bit, and uh, Amber was, yeah, to have been thirty yards away. I don't know if I was
1: that far from you.
0: Let's say it was thirty yards because it sounds
1: okay. Yeah. Makes you sound. And uh,
0: (laughs) trying to catch you, and I yelled "wife," but I like, I I got deep. It came from the diaphragm. I was like, "wife." And you heard me, and it was yeah. incredible. You like, <laughs> kind of started and turned right towards me. It was
1: the look on your face when I turned around. was like, "Holy crap, yeah. that worked!" <laughs> that
0: was so I'm funny. Sure, everybody thought it was an abusive relationship, but I just, I, I just call you wife.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I don't think anything of it at all. Yeah. Uh, so back to President Clinton. Does Ace, Ace might have to go potty?
0: Yeah, we might have a dog break, y'all. Dog break. Dog break. And we're back.
1: So, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Sexual her- relations. Tricky,
0: tricky Bill. Uh,
1: <laughs> he also says sexual relations, which implies he did not sleep with her instead yeah. of having sexual activity. So technically Uh-hmm. what he yeah. said is saying, yeah. I did not sleep with that woman. But he's not saying, I did not have sexual activity with that woman. Yes, yes. Right.
0: Uh, right. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. That's kind of interesting. That is fascinating. Um. Let's see.
0: Your word choice says a lot, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Uh, they say, on average, uh, Americans tell one or two lies a day, which I guess would be true.
0: Yeah, I mean, you think of even like the white little lies. white lies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I'm a little bummed, you're like, how you doing, babe? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'm not fine. I'm, I'm right. sad, but it's fine. Right. You know. Uh,
1: t- they say, to identify a fib, first you have to have a baseline for how someone acts when they're being honest. uh uh-huh. Uh, Which I've said before, you know, asking where you're from, see where their eyes go, um, how does their voice sound, things like that. Uh, Once you've established the baseline, looking for shifts in the behavior, bodily movements, facial expressions, tone of voice, content of speech. Uh, The signs, however, are not foolproof, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, If someone's uncomfortable in their seat, they may fidget, or if they're nervous, their voice may crack. Like, I feel like we've all done that, right? Yeah, yeah. Being nervous. Um, signals to kind of keep an eye out for with body cues, you know, hands are a big one. Uh, liars tend to use gestures with their hands after they speak as opposed to during or before conversation, which I found interesting because I don't know, I'm trying to think of how that would work. Cause you know, before oh. when you were saying something yeah. like you're using your hands as you're talking.
0: So this won't exactly work since this is a podcast, but I can at least show you. Can yeah. I, can I exhibit? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here we go. I've got a very big dick. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> did that work? <laughs> for, for the podcast, for the listeners, I, I did my hands in a big upward motion. <laughs> no matter how large my phallus is.
1: Oh, my gosh. But I, just like in a regular conversation, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm doing it now where I'm kind of just talking with my hands. But anyways.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this might be interesting. I think I can identify. It's not necessarily something you do when you're lying. It's just when I know... So, for example, if I'm like, hey, would you mind running to the store? hmm You will pause. Say, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's like, then I'm like, y- no, you- okay, I'll go. Like, I'll go. Like, that's... That, uh, I, I mean, yeah. I don't think that's, like, groundbreaking... But right. when, when, like, I can feel your pause.
1: Like, do I really want to go to the yeah, store? Yeah, then I'm like,
0: okay, I'll do it, you know. Right. Like, if I have nothing else going on. If I'm like, I need you to go get something from the store, then you're always like, yeah, of course.
2: Sure. You yeah. know,
0: I know you are you got something else going on. Yeah. You know, but yeah, if I'm asking you if you want to do something, uh, you know, if you want to have a certain thing for dinner, and you pause, you're like, uh, yeah, sounds good. i like, no, what do you want? <laughs> like, what, what are we doing for dinner? <laughs> Tell me. <gasps> yeah.
1: This is what uh, what 11 years of marriage looks uh-huh. like, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds like. Sounds like. Yeah, yeah sounds like. Sounds like. Um, so, yeah, using your, your hands for gestures. Uh, because they say that your mind is doing too many things at once. So you're making mm-hmm. up a story. You're figuring out if you're being believed and adding to your story accordingly. Yeah. Which, obviously, you know, you're trying to think of something, but is this... And then trying to assess your facial expressions on me if I were to lie, you know, yeah, makes total sense.
0: It's, it's remarkable how, like, the, the brain has plenty of processing power. But also, when it is trying to do one specific thing very well, how little outside processing power of that specific task it has. Mm-hmm. The example is in uh, real estate. I, I think in a lot of... Uh, the, okay. There was this case study done. Where basically, uh, you were shown a video. Mm -hmm. And in the video, it says, uh, tell me how many times the ball is dribbled. And there'll be like four or five guys, and they'll be, or passing the ball. How many times has the ball been passed? And you're counting how many times the ball is passed between one player to the other, to the other, to the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, they'll be like, all right, so how many times? People will give a rough, you know, 18 to 20, whatever it is. And then they'll ask, well, did anybody see the big panda bear dancing? Mm. And everybody will be like, what? No. And in the middle of the players passing the ball, there is a panda bear that's, like, moonwalking right, uh, right to left in frame. And it's the idea that you can focus on some, one thing really well, mm-hmm. uh, but then other things are just totally, uh, you're totally oblivious to, because you mm-hmm. are on task. You are on that task. Yeah. In real estate, they use it for, like, being real estate-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, other It can be used for other things as well, but that's, that's how I know of it. So, yeah, it's fascinating that like you can shut down like 95% of your other brain functions when you're like really into one specific thing.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean I think that still kind of goes for like when I was a kid. I mean even now where if I'm really into a TV show I am tuned in. Everything around me blocked out. Oh yeah. Cash could be playing I don't know whatever making tons of noise or you could be asking me a question. I'm so tuned in to what I'm watching that I just don't hear anything else.
0: I could be wrong. I feel like I don't have that quite as much. But mm-hmm. I do wonder if that's because of my somewhat ADD-esque personality is... Like, I'm always kind of open to having something else come in because that's just how I operate. So if yeah. I'm, you know, watching a a show, you know, like if you yell for something, I'll... Like, oh, yeah. Of yeah, what? Like, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I'm kind of always... Eighty percent into something, and I got that twenty percent of RAM that's available for something else to distract me because that's where I'm comfortable. As if I'm bouncing between things.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not a scientist. Or, yeah. You know, but that's just my my thought process and how I operate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so that apparently there was like a study conducted by University of Michigan of 120 media clips of high stakes court cases to understand kind of how people behave when lying versus being truthful. Uh, the study found that those who lie are more likely to gesture with both hands than those telling the truth. Fascinating. Yeah. But you did not do that. You did one hand at a time.
0: I think that, but also I was, uh, so I'm leaning heavily on the desk, Mm -hmm. leaning towards the microphone. So I don't think I was able to really gesticulate with my right hand since I was leaning on the desk. I think if I wasn't leaning, I probably would have been. Both hands. You know, yeah. Interesting. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know because like we don't ever really lie to each other. <laughs>
0: Try not to. No. But again, the little the little fibs are stuff where we can kind of pick up on each other, and I think we've gotten pretty good at reading each other.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Hopefully, God, we've been together. Yeah. Long time. I mean, sixteen years, fifteen years at least.
1: Yeah. How old are we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, fifteen years.
1: Yeah. Um, so on. They psych- don't need to know how old I am. <laughs> Psychology today. They say that here are six ways to detect a liar in just seconds. So they say start by asking neutral questions. Um, you know, finding finding the hot spot. I wonder what that means. Sorry, it just has it listed. I believe there. that's
0: the G spot. Is that?
1: <laughs> not not I'm in this t- about the context.
0: Oh, okay, well.
1: Wow. Uh, watch the body language observe observe. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> observe <laughs> girl my <laughs>
0: I'm going to observe (laughs) that (laughs) G-spot.
1: I'm going to observe. Observe micro facial expressions. Uh Listen to the tone, cadence, and sentence structures. Watch for when they stop talking about themselves. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. They say overemphasizing their trustworthiness. So they say like, to be honest, to tell you the truth. Believe me. Let yeah. me be clear. The yeah. fact is. You know, that always
0: weirds me out when somebody's like, you got to trust me on this. I'm immediately like, I don't. I don't trust you but on keep this. going. Yeah. So I can realize like how, it's like when somebody says I'm not racist. It's like, okay, I'm about to find out how, 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 how specifically you are. you are a racist. <laughs> <laughs> At what way. level of racism Yes. Yeah. Where are we going here?
1: Yeah. They say, um, you know, liars op- often overemphasize their truthfulness by adding words or phrases to yeah. a statement that are meant to sound more convincing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when you tell somebody, trust me, or this is the truth, like automatically you're putting in that person's head, like, oh, I need to like be cautious of this. I don't think that totally. this is the truth. As opposed to just saying yeah. saying what it is, Yeah. you know? I don't know. Um, oh, and there's another one I wanted to look at too. Oh, I don't remember. Well, I could just call it. Anyways, so, yeah, all that I thought was really interesting. Um, obviously, a lot of body language, and if you know the person and how they are at, like, a normal way of talking, mm-hmm. and then if they start acting fidgety, inflection in their voice, kind of, like, looking around, like, oh, shoot, I gotta start making something up, then yeah, you kind of tell that they're lying.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to talk to a detective or a police officer that has interrogated people. you mm-hmm. got to imagine they start out at a pretty basic baseline of just like, tell me about your family, more or less. Yes. Like, have them talk about something they have no reason to lie about.
1: Right, make them comfortable. Yes,
0: and then you start kind of, you know, putting the screws to them mm-hmm. on something that they very well may be lying about and mm-hmm. see, you know see what the difference is that's yeah fascinating
1: yeah i mean because if they don't do that and they just base it off of being fidgety if somebody is constantly fidgeting because that's just who they are yeah. um
0: naturally anxious person yeah or you know if they've uh, some sort of uh, oh geez oh tourette's of some sort something right. like that yeah you just never know
1: exactly so it's kind of a case-by-case basis yeah. and you know, it's it's not a foolproof thing. All of these, you know, little you, signs of lying. But you
0: fidget a lot. I do. Yeah.
1: I, unknowingly, I fidget. Yeah.
0: And of course, I always know, like, either one, it's just you being a fidgety ass fidgeter, or two, <laughs> you're falling asleep. Those oh, are the yeah. two times that you fidget the most. That's true. Yeah.
1: Or if I well, I think if I have like too much caffeine or alcohol.
0: Oh yeah, that's what you've talked to me about that, and I'm sure that's the case.
1: Yeah. Which is so interesting. I, I I hear that that's like an ADHD sign of having ADHD. I really? guess is being fidgety. Yeah, or maybe that's just in kids. I don't know. I saw a video and it showed uh, a girl with um, ADD or ADHD mm-hmm. and then one without, and she fidgeted a lot more than the the other one.
0: Yeah, I think naturally. I mean that that doesn't require any chemical exacerbation, of course. Like mm-hmm. if if a kid with ADHD you know undiagnosed or untreated than as caffeine of course that's gonna you know Mm -hmm. make it more pronounced but yeah totally uh yeah kids with adhd their bodies are constantly in motion so right yeah
1: like i I had asked a a physical therapist friend of mine when i first started really noticing like my hand twitching like for no reason at all Mm -hmm. um if that was normal and she's like well that's just like i don't know just your body like neurons in your brain just flaring it's nothing to really be too concerned about yeah but I think I just I never noticed it until I would start to accidentally like tickle your hand because my hand's moving and
0: <laughs> when it's a, such a light touch that you just touch the hairs of my body I lose my mind it drives me nuts
2: it does. I just
0: immediately start rubbing it like either touch me or don't girl <laughs> <sighs> so yeah
1: so then when I'm drinking alcohol or having caffeine like I'll notice it and if mm. I if I concentrate on it like slow down my breathing a little bit and just kind of more focus on it then I can stop it totally. you know or, that makes sense or make it less obvious yeah but yeah if my brain's just I mean with women we have like 10 tabs open in our brain at all times so mm. if I shut some of those down and I can actually focus
2: <laughs> okay. on
1: not fidgeting as much but yeah crazy
2: yeah
1: Uh, but yeah I thought we would start with that this month and then kind of go into other things later on but uh, yeah fascinating stuff very cool yeah
0: you always do research. What? Yeah, I just, um, um, you did a great job. Honestly, next week I'm probably just going to watch a movie. You should. Talk about that movie. I
1: was going to watch a movie.
0: Yeah, you were talking about the one. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, we're probably going to release a late watch-along for June, mm. since we didn't mm-hmm. do a watch-along for June. Uh, probably something somehow connected to food. I've got an idea. I think I've talked to you, and we're both pretty on board. Yes. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'll look out for that watch-along in a couple of days. Um, but great job, honey.
1: Oh, thanks. Excellent yeah.
0: work. Everybody, keep an eye on your partner. Try to find out when they're bullshitting you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, For hopefully. For fun, you I
0: guess.
1: <laughs> hopefully, you don't have people lying to you yeah. at all times. Yeah. But. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fantastic stuff.
1: But now I'm excited. Oh, we're an hour in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time we have for Loki, but we have two episodes to cover.
0: Yes. And of, and of course, we want to end the episode first. Sure. Before yes. we get into that. I'm just so um, excited. Yeah. So real briefly, can you think of anything you're really looking forward to this upcoming week?
1: Um. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, it's... It's like summer movie season, so I'm hoping there might be some stuff, some more stuff dropping on streaming services.
1: Oh, we're gonna watch *A Quiet Place* too soon.
0: Oh yes, we so are gonna, gonna do looking that. Forward to that. Really looking forward to that. Maybe tonight. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah, fun. yeah. So we got that going for us. Uh, gosh, I'm hoping eventually I can finish *Persona 5*. I'm really mm. looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be within a week, um, but uh, oh, and geez, we're, you know, closing on this home. Uh,
1: wednesday
0: wednesday yeah we'll be signing the documents then the following week we'll be closing on the new home
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um there's some post occupancies in place so we won't be moving until early august but very excited for that of course to have everything down in writing taken care of and Mm -hmm. we you know move forward so yeah yeah can't wait
1: very excited yeah
0: yeah well thank you guys so much for joining us uh it's it's great to have you back. Of course, wife.
1: Oh, it's it, yeah. I definitely missed last week, but Yeah, I'm so busy. It was Mitch
0: and Terry did such a great job if you haven't listened to that episode yet, do. It was hilarious. So funny. Uh, you actually had your mom listen to it on the way back from Iowa, and which she was is very talking sweet. to you
1: guys through the podcast. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm Surprised she hasn't texted me yet, and just been like, you know, <laughs> this, this, and this, or whatever. Not, not that your mom's like super opinionated, but no, no. She's got my number. She can talk to me. She to talk to me, but, uh, yeah. So, so great to have you back. But me too. Uh, we will see you guys for a watch along, and then we'll be back again next Monday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this move, this episode's coming out a little late for Fourth of July um what are you gonna do anyways uh we're gonna end it so we can get to Loki uh follow us at uh life underscore well underscore spent underscore on Instagram uh if you have any suggestions comments concerns email us at lifewellspent at yahoo.com and you can hit us up on Twitter at well underscore Garrett I haven't checked the Twitter in a while Hmm. I don't I'm not super active on it so I'm not expecting there to be too many messages but um and, of course, we've got friends that listen to text us. I guess if you know us, text us. Yeah. That, too.
2: Always
0: have to hear from you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks no. so much, guys. We Thanks, love you. guys. Have a great week. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Two episodes of Loki, huh? Yeah. Two big ones, too. Two very big I mean, ones. I feel like every episode of Loki so far has just been real big. Every uh, single one. The first one, they there's a ton of setup. Yeah. But even that one felt very big because it was... You know, taking Loki back to uh, around the time of Avengers and kind of catching his character up to the Loki that we know now. Mm-hmm. So there's always stuff going on the show, but episode three was so phenomenal.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: just the the repertoire between Loki and Sylphie? Selfie? selfie,
1: Sophie. Was it Sophie? Not Sophie. It's something oh, along gosh. those lines. Yeah,
0: I think it might be. S- selfie seems weird. That is weird. Sylphie? So, I don't know. Anyways, um, their their repertoire was uh really great in episode three, and of course, again in episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do we want to just talk about those two as kind of yeah. like one big episode? Let's do it. Um, uh, it, it's so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so actually, let's start with this. You saw an interesting thing on TikTok.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of wanted to play it, but I do think... That's not like a copyright thing if I say who she is on TikTok.
0: Yeah, I'd say give her a shout-out. For sure. I you mean, you guys should it. definitely...
1: Because this kind of blew my mind, to be honest. Yeah. Um, let me find her. It quickly. is a
0: fascinating read of the episodes of Loki so far. Yeah. Um,
1: Which I never would have thought about this.
0: No, right? no. I, uh, an interpretation that was beyond my level of understanding... Um, has to do with the Infinity Stones. I can never even remember what all the Infinity Stones are.
1: I couldn't either. So yeah. when she brought them all up, I'm like, oh, duh. Okay, so yeah. she's at she underscore loves underscore Marvel. Oh. Perfect. Great name. Um, okay, so here, let me see if I can, hold on. This is a different one. Genuine
2: ostrich.
1: Sorry. Every single
3: episode of Loki is based off of an Infinity Stone. There are six episodes and there are six Infinity Stones. Hear me out. In episode one, we see a lot of orange everywhere, and orange represents the soul stone, as we know, and Loki is confirmed to have a soul, and he's not a machine, and we also see him very emotional. We've never seen him like that before, about his family, showing that he has a soul, he's not as evil as people think that he is. In episode two, we see red. Red equals the reality stone, and in this episode, Loki's questioning what's real, what's not real, who's real, who's not real. In episode three, we see purple, and purple represents the Power Stone, and in this episode, we see both Loki and Sylvie's powers, and we've never seen these kind of powers on Loki before, and also, they were looking for a power source. In episode four, we see a lot of yellow and gold tones, which represent the Mind Stone, and in this episode, Loki changes Mobius's mind about the TVA. So, yeah. Every single episode of
1: Loki. Oh,
0: It's, it's a loop. Okay. Which... I, I think that's a really cool read. That that feels fairly deliberate.
2: Because,
0: mm. uh, you know, in the video she cuts together examples of those, of those specific hues. Yeah. And, of course, we're talking about some elements of the story in those episodes tying into the stones. Right. I think that's great. If that's mm-hmm. what they intended, and I think that the way she presents it seems pretty pretty well understood um just i have no reason to believe that that is coincidence not at throughout all. four episodes so uh, that's why I'm, uh, I'm
1: curious to watch the next one because yeah. i feel like you know if it's true then obviously we're gonna see the next two stones yeah
0: was time stone in there yet not yet okay so we got time and... which i feel
1: like will be the last episode
0: But there was a power one. I can never remember all the goddamn stones.
1: Oh, shoot. Let me see. Yeah,
0: No, we uh, don't don't have to worry about it. So we got time coming up, and I never remember what the next one is. Um, But it's just the way the fourth episode ended. I feel like I kind of gravitate towards that one since it was most recent. Was so big, so crazy that Loki got, uh, what's the word again? Do you remember the word they use for jabbing people with the stick and oh. apparently disintegrating them?
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. But real quick, uh, the time stone and the space stone we still haven't seen. Oh. So time wow. and
0: space. Time, boy. Yeah. It makes sense they would save those for last. Just this, this.
1: The timekeepers and.
0: I mean, yeah, they're they're moving through time and space at all times. So mm-hmm. that that makes ton of sense. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I saw I've been watching a YouTube series where this guy talks about the. Loki episodes kind of some hidden meetings some Easter eggs all that stuff there mm-hmm. YouTube's rotten with him of course of course but uh, I can't wait to see uh, how what it means for Loki to now be in a different time and place.
1: I know, with other yeah. Lokis,
0: right? Yeah, so what does that mean? Like, is, the, is does the stick have multiple functions? Can you choose to send somebody to a specific place? Or is there a catch-all realm for, quote-unquote, variants, for people hmm. that don't fit into, not even the timekeepers, because apparently there are no timekeepers, fit into whatever this controlling thing is. Right. You know, uh very well could be um of course the guy that i'm forgetting is jesus garrett pull your head out king the conqueror um this very well could be king the conqueror because uh he's been confirmed to be the bad guy in the new ant-man in the quantum realm oh really there's, there's yeah there's rumors of king the conqueror being the new big bad you know uh just like Thanos was for the first Infinity Stone saga, right? mm-hmm. uh, you know, the first four phases. Yeah. Now, you know, are we going to, is Kang going to be the big bad? Um, mm. I was talking with a friend kind of hoping that they pull a swerve on us and it's actually Dr. Doom. That'd um, be crazy. Yeah. I think that would be, uh, nice to see a new Marvel specific in- interpretation of the doom character. Cause in mm-hmm. cinema, we've only ever seen it under the Fox banner. And you weren't
1: too impressed with him? Nope.
0: Yeah. No. Neither interpretation. Um, you know, at least in the first two movies, they tried to kind of stay close to the comic book character. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if you go outside of what the comic book character does, but this, the the reboot in like 2010 was just, or 2015, whatever it was, was just bad.
1: I almost wonder if they were to bring back Dr. Doom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that they would do it prior to him becoming Dr.
2: Doom.
0: Maybe yeah, to maybe. Like, maybe they introduce uh, they they introduce Victor. Yeah, I mean, again, I I really hope that they don't. There has been a pattern set of fans getting excited, hoping that certain events will lead to the premiere of X Men characters, of mm-hmm. Fantastic Four characters, and. Marvel consistently not doing that in the first two series in Mm -hmm. WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I hope that on this third one they give the fans what they want. Yeah. Not that that not that that needs to happen. Fans shouldn't always get what they want. There is a a wave of this is this makes me feel like old man Garrett but there's this wave of entitlement of fans like being like no you give us what we want do it right like you know when Mass Effect 3 came out people didn't like the ending they boycotted until Bioware changed it Hmm. you know Um, when the Snyder Cut wasn't getting released fan boys and girls uh, basically harassed people at uh, Warner Brothers until they finally got what they want knock that shit off (laughs) Let art be art. Yeah. You know, whether or not there is studio interference or uh, producers coming in, it is what it is. I I, mean, I
1: I think to a point, though, you probably need to give the fans what they want if you want to make any type of money on it.
0: Uh, yeah, so of course... I mean, cor- don't,
1: don't let them, like, completely take over and yeah. still have your artistic view of it. But yes. I think certain things, if they are expecting something, like... If you don't want them to be completely disappointed, you should probably yeah. keep something in there that they're going to be excited about.
0: But I feel like giving the fans what they want is what ruined the uh, the newest trilogy of Star Wars films. Hmm. Because it started off well, in my mm. opinion, Yeah. Uh, because J.J. J. Abrams gave the fans what they won. He basically reset the Marvel Universe to be like the original uh, saga, uh-huh. uh, which was great. It was fun. It, w- it was like a, a new throwback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was awesome. And then... Uh, I don't remember the director's name, but in uh, episode eight, totally goes a different route. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It's not perfect. There are some incredible uh, dissections, and it's not a perfect film. But I think, on the whole, of him taking the saga in a different, unique direction is what that series needed to stay fresh and interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. and then the third one came out, and J.J. Abrams was like, oh, you guys, oh, my God, you guys didn't like that. Oh, no, I'm going to do everything you like now. And everybody's like, no, <laughs> not like that. And it fuck, just tanked it. Mm. Again, my own interpretation, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I don't need that shit,
2: mm-hmm.
0: personally. I, yeah, I want to be given... What I'm giving. You know what? An example of that. When we had Mitch and Tara on, we were talking about <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. Yeah. And one breakfast sandwich, uh, I, I was basically talking about, I want, I don't want things to be uniform. hmm You know, that's, fast food restaurants are fine. I go to them probably more than I should. But I like to be surprised. And I like things to be a little weird, a little chaotic. And fast food never gives that to you because that's not where the money is. Right. They want you to give you the same goddamn thing every time mm-hmm. because they want you to come here, feel comfortable, get your fast food, right, and be on your way and then come back in another couple of days because you're hooked on all the sugar that's in the food. Yeah, It behooves them to give you a consistent product. Mm-hmm. And I really have grown to resent consistency to, to get what you expect. Mm-hmm. I want shit to blow me away or be real bad. I'll take either. <laughs> but mediocrity and paint-by-numbers, especially in movies, is the death of art. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have those criticisms of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's unfounded. I think those are great criticisms. But I think that good Marvel, like, I would argue, Loki, is is doing really weird shit. Yeah. You know? And I... I hope they continue to do that weird shit, but with little elements of like, oh yeah, you guys are right. Kang is there. And then all mm-hmm. the fans be like, oh hell yeah, that's great. We were right. Have fun. Yeah. You know, and then it's up to them to introduce him in a weird, quirky way mm-hmm. that keeps us on our toes, you know. And True. I do like that in the first two series that have been released by Marvel, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Yeah. people are thinking like, oh, well, this is it. This is where they're going to premiere. You know, Wolverine's going to show up in Madripoor. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. My expectations are dashed. Hell yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Nobody does that anymore. They should do it more. Yeah. Beat me up, daddy.
1: What was it? Was there um I don't know if it was something that I watched that you watched about Loki and I think it was what you watched and they said uh something something about wouldn't it be cool if like the timelines that she started in that one episode, you know, yeah. Yeah. where it almost like restarts some of the older timelines in, like, say, for instance, WandaVision. You know, they they redid the ending for WandaVision, and that's right. because it's like a nod to that Loki episode.
0: You know, we talked about that. I didn't make that connection. I think that is a a fantastic interpretation because the the changes they did to WandaVision are pretty relatively minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final episode of WandaVision, uh, they added some trees to uh, the location where she ends up in the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a sting, there was like a Doctor Strange uh, musical sting that they later put in the credits. People are theorizing they didn't put that in initially because they didn't want to spoil that, you know, Doctor... that this will lead... Uh, uh, WandaVision will lead directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I think that's a really funny interpretation of
2: yeah.
0: uh, Sylphie just created all these variant timelines, and that...
1: That's going to affect the other Marvel years, yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: rippling throughout the uh, series that we've seen so far. That would... That's brilliant. That that's would be so creative. fun if, you know, Very they clever. go back and make little changes that people can pick up on years from now. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, that, that boot wasn't there... Little, it, it doesn't me. need to be big yeah you can do little things it's amazing
1: to me how like people will dissect each and every episode things that when I watch it just completely I don't pay any attention to and then they bring yeah. it to my attention i'm like oh crazy you know?
0: yeah yeah i try I, I took a break from like YouTube dissections of Marvel stuff for a while because i think it was be before the new series were coming out and it was just Potentially spoiling a lot of things for me, mm-hmm. but now, I, I just I don't have the breadth of knowledge that yeah. you know YouTubers with, you know, four other researchers on staff, you know, right, and, and not taking anything away from them. I'm sure they've read way more Marvel comics than I ever have. I've I've never read a single comic with King the Conqueror in it, hmm. to my that I can think of. Ah. Um, so it's it's good to kind of seek that stuff out and and for have sure. them fill in some blanks or give some additional insight to like uh the lead lady in uh the tva the time variance authority Mm -hmm. apparently in the comics she is like a love interest of king the conqueror
1: interesting yeah
0: hence why so many people are are thinking that this could lead to a king the conqueror Mm. appearance yeah um and of course him being confirmed for a later film uh,
1: See that's so cool. These yeah. normal people that don't read any of yeah. the comics. I mean, I, not say that. Let me rephrase.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, people that don't read comics. Yeah. Can now have this idea of like, oh, well, wouldn't that be cool? You oh. know. Oh, that's interesting
0: that that character has that has yeah. that lineage, that connection in the in the comics. Right. And the good thing is, it is such a deep cut, such a random character that they pulled. Mm-hmm. Maybe not random, but it could be. Could be. It could be totally random, because who... There's, you know, so many people out there that actually know about that character's existence and what she means in the comics, mm-hmm. but they are not beholden to that. And yeah. I think that's great. Right? I want that uh, unpredictability.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Like so.
1: Speaking of unpredictable, I did not see Mobius being shunned. Mobius
0: getting it, yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah. That Appa- makes me so sad. Yeah, apparently uh, he... According to trailer footage, he does show up again later. Oh. Which, of course, like, Loki getting getting zapped as well, and then him showing up in an alternate yeah. time, place with other Lokis. Yeah. Of course, that could lead you to believe that Owen Wilson is coming back, and apparently that has been confirmed in trailer footage. Okay. Which trailer footage doesn't always make its way into the show, but I'd say it's pretty safe bet. Right. Um, which is good, because, yeah, Owen Wilson has been... His uh, face-off with Loki when Loki is trying to get him to wake up and realize that uh, the employees of the TVA were variants that have been...
1: Trapped or... Yeah,
0: brainwashed, enslaved. enslaved. Yeah. Just Owen Wilson's uh, performance was incredible. Because you could see... You could see the conflict. hmm It was all visual. It was body language, it, you know, like him lying. It was just, it was pure conflict. hmm Because Loki has lied before. Yes. He is the god of mischief and lies, and he's a trickster. Yep. But you could tell, like, it's, there's enough. There's enough in there that he he hears that and it's almost like he was just waiting for somebody to say it Mm -hmm. but because it's coming from loki he can't totally believe it i you know if there's another character that said it he'd probably believe it but
1: which i think that's why he believed it when he saw the footage of uh number whatever she was
0: yeah yeah total yeah total confirmation so yeah um oh man two episodes left Part of me is still not happy with how short these seasons are. but I
1: know. But I
0: do think they're doing such a great job with it. It's better that they don't overstay their welcome. True. It's better that they tell their insular stories. Yeah. You know, we're still, every season we're getting like, what, three Marvel movie lengths worth of TV shows? Yeah. Give or take. Uh-huh. At least two... Well, these ones
1: are like an hour
0: Yeah. each. Yeah. WandaVision, they were like 30 minutes, and then they finally started breaking into the 45-minute range Towards the end. So yeah, we're getting at least two to three Marvel movies worth of entertainment. Doesn't need to be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just realized something to look forward to. Uh, Black Widow's out on the 9th. Oh,
1: that's exciting. Four days from now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll definitely be uh, checking that out pretty soon. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so uh, it is probably better that they're six episodes long. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It'll make you wanting more probably at the end.
0: I think... I think... Uh, sandwiching Falcon and the Winter Soldier in between WandaVision and Loki was the total right choice. Mm. I think if they would have started with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, people would have been bored and not tuned in to stuff coming up. Sure. If they would have done it after these two shows, it would have been a total letdown. Sandwiching that normal-ass show mm-hmm. in between these two shows that are really trying new different things, I think, visually... Maybe not necessarily storytelling, but also I think they, I would argue they are. Mm -hmm. Um, Well done. Yeah. You know, well thought out. Uh, Boy. It's only two
1: days until the next Loki episode, right? Wednesday? Yep.
0: Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, we're recording on Monday. And yeah, we, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. I I know you can't wait either. But two more episodes. Uh, Gosh, what if? Is that coming next for a Disney Plus show? What If? Yeah, What If is uh, the one where it's going to be an animated series where they do, like, What If Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers? What If uh, T'Challa was taken and became a uh, Guardian of the Galaxy instead of Peter Quill? Interesting, Um, yeah. That might be the next one coming up. I never remember. I always forget. But Mm -hmm. whatever it is, I mean, they got to really shit the bed for me to turn off. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're just, you know... For sure. Yeah. Some of the stuff is a little predictable, and of course I'm not into that, but again, I think WandaVision and Loki really... It'll probably end with a big stupid battle, because that's, that's Marvel doesn't know for. how to end a, a movie or a TV series any other way, so that, that'll be a bummer. That'll probably be the low light of the series.
1: You don't like the attacks or the... Fight scenes? They, they,
0: they just happen so often. They, they oh. never really try anything new. It's the little things within those battles that hopefully are cool and interesting enough to carry you through the big, dumb battle at the end. Mm. For a long time, it was a uh, bright light in the sky, final battle. Like, that happened in uh, Avengers and uh, happened in Superman, the Zack Snyder Superman. Like, that was wow. a big thing for a while. But Marvel just does big dumb battles. I hope, hopefully, they can kind of step away from that Mm
2: -hmm. in this
0: last uh, in this series. I guess not the last series. We got plenty of series coming up. Can't wait for Miss Marvel. I love me some uh, uh, Kamala Khan. Is her name? And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, we gotta find. That'll be fun. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we talked more broadly about Loki and Marvel than we did specific like spoilery stuff. Yeah. But I guess we did mention, you know, people getting roasted. Shunned
1: or whatever that yeah. is yeah called.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some more from the uh, the large woman that was against Loki, but then she got oh, woken yeah. up. Yeah. I'm excited to see what role she plays. Yeah. I thought a, I think she's a great actress as well. Ac- yeah, she does actress. a great job. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anything else you want to leave them with? I don't think so. Okay. <sighs> Good to be back with you. Yeah, again okay. All right. Well, we love you guys. We will see you with a watch along in a little bit, a mm-hmm. couple of days, and we'll be back next Monday. Bye. Bye.